Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, an emergency episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Uh, as always, my name is John Malika, joined by my, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, my main man, uh, Greg, uh, also at Winning P Weekly, my co-host over there, Winning Picks Weekly. We just dropped the championship game as well. Find that on our Knicks, comment, Jets, comment, ETC period YouTube. But we're here because we just did an episode, uh, laid out all the offensive head coaches that we wanted, uh, everybody that we interviewed, mentioned that we had this broad, uh, long, wide, what did they say, the wide net? Casting uh, a wide net, sure. Casting a wide net over 20 coaches because we have so many positions to fill. And of course, as soon as we dropped the episode, we were talking about uh, the bad man. Uh, Mr. A.A. Ron Rogers. Uh, we mentioned other quarterbacks. Things change as soon as we drop this episode, as usual. So, without further ado, Greg, let's just let's just get right into it, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I, like we, we've been talking, we've been changing up a few things. So go check out the, the YouTube channel. Always check out the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Rate five stars if you're on Apple. Leave a comment. It helps us out oh so much. We really appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, might have to start doing these live because like you said, we finished recording yesterday. I think one of the last things we talked about is a timeline on when these things might happen. And then boom, the next day in the morning, Nathaniel Hackett's in, O-line's in. So there's a few things. So yeah, let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. You talk about it. It's the Super Bowl coming up, the championship game coming up, and it's the Jets. That seems to be leading everyone's discussions on sports talk, radio, you know, any of the channels, it's it's crazy to think about, but we're here. We are here indeed, man. And between the Jets doing all these crazy things and the Knicks, you'll catch me uh, on a solo episode later talking about this Knicks-Celtics overtime win. Things are... Win. We also got some trade deadline stuff over there. Things are just happening with the Knicks and the Jets yep. at all times, man. It's insane. So... Let's start off here with our new offensive coordinator. Whether you like it or not, Nate Hackett is our offensive coordinator. And it's really important to note, as Connor Hughes mentioned, he was getting paid from Denver regardless for the next four years. Yep. So essentially he's working for free, something that Ian Rappaport was kind of confused about. Uh, he went on record saying, Cliff Kingsbury is kind of doing the conventional way where you get fired for doing bad, still getting paid, take a year off from football, come back, everybody forgets you know what happened, and you get another shot, whether it's a head coach or OC. Uh, and Nathaniel Hackett's kind of taking a different route here where he's getting he's jumping right into it, and sometimes that can really backfire. Um, the Gruden brother. Uh, his name is Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden happened to him. He got fired, took an OC job right away. Never got a job again. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's risky, especially because number one, you're sitting here with the New York jets. You don't know who the quarterback is. Wink, wink. We're supposed to believe that. And number two, you know that if you don't make the playoffs this year, the head coach is getting fired. And in what scenario have you heard of an offensive coordinator that stays on the head coach gets fired? 1% of the time, I would say. Yeah. That's, you know, if like that. Yep. Matt Rule, you know, 
Matt Rule, Nebraska Matt Rule right now turned down the Jets because we were trying to give them a defensive coordinator. So like it just you know it, it doesn't doesn't really work. But let me get your initial reaction here, Greg. It's big news, man. Nathaniel Hackett. Head, last we saw him, head coach of the Denver Broncos. They were, I believe, three and six when he gave up his head coach, his uh, offensive play calling duties to uh, Kubiak, little Kubiak. Uh, yep. Is it Clint? Is it Clint Kubiak? I think so. Uh, who we also interviewed for who knows what position. Um, that didn't work out well either <laughs> after he finished that. We have a bad taste in our mouth. What's your initial reaction here? Nate Hackett. We talked about him yesterday. I know we've been talking about it. I think it's a great hire because I think it's a pathway to Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, you talked about you talked about uh, Connor Hughes mentioning that, you know, he could take four years, sit back, get ready for his next game. At least or one. At least one, bro. Dude, Robert Sala <laughs> talked about it in his press conference today. I don't know if you caught that. I think it was yep. his last press conference before they're taking a break. He's going He's on saying, vacation. <laughs> Going on vacation for a week or two, then they come back, start doing you know their off season stuff, start prepping for whatever they need to prep for. Joe Douglas hasn't taken the next two weeks, so I think Joe Douglas is making phone calls, doing things. But um, it was a very interesting press conference with Robert Sala because there was a lot of Aaron Rodgers indirect questions. <laughs> yeah, it down. Um, but he did talk about Nate Hackett, dude. And one thing I didn't know about Nate Hackett, everyone talks about his connection with Aaron Rodgers. He was saying that he's a he. Had, for years, he's been able to scheme up great running offenses. And we've talked about it on this podcast about how if the Jets' MO has been since we've known them to play stellar defense, have good special teams, and run the football. And we were able to run the football this year with Brees Hall. We weren't able to run the football with anyone else. That's a problem. <laughs> so I went and looked at his lifetime rankings they have on uh, it was a pro football reference, so shout out to pro football reference. And, dude, he's been the OC in Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Green Bay. It's three different places. Buffalo was not in the position they're in now. So three tough kind of teams. CJ Manuel was a quarterback. And then – That was going to be my first thing. 2013, he ranked number one in rushing attempts, number two in rushing yards. The quarterback was EJ Manuel. <laughs> yeah. The quarterback was EJ Manuel in Buffalo in 2013. He was the number two rushing offense. So he can get the ball done. Obviously, number one in yards, number two in touchdowns in Jacksonville. That was the year Leonard Fournette went absolutely stupid. And then in Green Bay, again, rushing, though, he's ranked 15th, 8th, and 15th, 8th, and 18th. So he, he's had a top half of the league rushing offense. Correct. Just uh, in, in the terms of yards, every year for the last six years. Mm -hmm. Um, so dude, I, I'm happy about that because we have to be able to rush the football no matter who's the quarterback, no matter who's the running back. Then, when it comes to passing, we all know the incredible numbers that Aaron Rodgers put up. I think people were talking about today over 14,000 passing yards, 111 touchdowns. Well, just back to back MVP, that's what you four picks, yeah, back to back MVPs. You can say whatever you want. Um, it's absolutely insane. So very excited. I think Rodgers was averaging 37 or 36 passing touchdowns a season. And I think Zach Wilson led the team this year with six. So I'm very excited about what this can, offense can be. I'm very happy about the hire. Also a little connection, I think, with Robert Sala through Jacksonville when they were both there for a little bit. Yep. 
Very excited about this. He, we need an established guy. We need a guy that's called plays. We need a guy, because like you said, it's now or never for this coaching staff. We need a guy to come in here, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson or whoever else it's going to be, to be able to run a good offense. And I think that Hackett can do that. So here's the thing. We, we, we have to get nitpicky here. You got okay. a little nitpicky with Buffalo. You also just said the term calling plays. We need a guy that's called plays. People are screaming right now. Whether you're on audio or you're watching us, they're screaming at you because that is the number one issue with Nate Hackett right now. Yep. His number, his his gold medal, his gold prize, where he's hanging his hat on, is that he was calling plays for Jacksonville for Blake Bortles, and he went to the AFC Championship. All right, he's holding his couple hat plays on. away from a Super Bowl appearance. Yep, 2017. He's holding that. That that's that's his that's his star year. And, and then he got fired the year after. So we won't talk about that. Goes to Green Bay. Everybody wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers, his connection, all these numbers. He wasn't calling the plays. However, he was the red zone guy. So they were unbelievable in the red zone. Jets suck in the red zone. So I mean, I'm okay with that, but. You're talking about calling plays. He wasn't calling plays for Green Bay. Lafleur. He wasn't calling plays until it counted, until the red zone, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. <laughs> Move over to Denver. As I mentioned earlier, he was calling the plays, did bad, turned it over. The good news is they didn't do better once he, he gave over play calling duties. Yeah, you know what me. I mean? So it's not like he was the issue. Yeah, you already know how I feel about Denver. I never was saying it was Nate Hackett's fault. Well, what's going on in Denver? I know. I thought about you right away. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna take this, take this stand, and just blame everything on Russell Wilson because I don't have a choice right now. But before we uh, segue on to Keith Carter, our new offensive line coach, yeah, what is your take on Nate Hackett if we don't get Aaron Rodgers? Is it do you still feel the same way? Yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's fine if we don't get Aaron Rodgers. I think he's great if we get Aaron Rodgers. I think he gives us another pathway, another bridge to getting Aaron Rodgers. But to your point, too, you you bring it up, and I don't feel like I hear it from a lot of people. I, you know, obviously, is watching Jets stuff all day. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the fact that Robert Sala and Michael Ford are best friends. So... I don't think we, I don't know if we necessarily needed a bridge to the Green Bay Packers organization. In fact, I don't think we needed a bridge to the Green Bay uh, organization. I think we needed a bridge to Aaron Rodgers because I don't know if Mike LaFleur or Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers always get along and see eye to eye. But I think Nate Hackett might be a, a better bridge or a better pathway or more of a bridge or more of a pathway to Aaron Rodgers. And, dude, just we had the Pat McAfee clip yesterday. We've Everyone's been talking about it. He's the odds-on favorite right now in Vegas to be the, to, to go to the Green Bay Packers. So is Lamar Jackson. So, obviously, one of those is going to be wrong. He can't have both guys. But everything just seems to be pointing to Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I think he's great if we get him. I think he's completely fine if we don't get him. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I mean, I, I don't, we don't have a choice right now. I'm going to believe in the red zone. I'm going to believe in the running game. And we're going to get to the full offseason, the full free agency at a later time. But there was a guy named Jamal Williams who played with Aaron Rodgers in the MVP year. Nate Hackett, also the OC, 
He led the league in red zone touchdowns. Everyone wants to complain because he let, he had 17 touchdowns and not not uh, near in the top five in yards. And so they're blaming it on red zone. Great. Yeah. We're going to have the best red zone offense in the league. Like That's what everyone's complaining about. Okay, Nate Hackett, the number one red zone guy. Jamal Williams, the number one red zone <laughs> running back. And with Brees Hawk coming back, sign me up for that. But that's a little bit dreaming for a different day. But we're definitely going to be on the West Coast offense with Nate Hackett. So Zach Wilson, at the very least, he's going to have the same language. So that's not like a whole new you know, curve. That's great. And number yeah. two on that list was Derrick Henry. And you know who was Derrick Henry's coach for the last five years? Who's that? My man Keith Carter. He's the O-line He's, coach, yep. I mean – it's so funny listening to Mike Lombardi today, kind of going off about the fact that Nate Hackett, he's not good on his own. We just went over that. What do you think about it? And at this point, he needs to see the other position coaches. Once we got Keith Carter, and it was announced while he was actually recording his podcast, so he mentioned it, he just kind of glossed over it. So he kind of gave this huge ultimatum to see, okay, who's going to be the O-line coach? We got – there's no arguments. He, he's, he, he had the top uh, rushing offense, I think, four out of the five years he was there with Derrick Henry. Great. We have Brees Hall, Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? It's, it's comparable at the very least. We're going to ground and pound West yeah. Coast offense. I'm excited about this, but we're going to get into it in a second. I'm a little nervous because of what Taylor Lewan had to say. For but sure. what, what were your initial thoughts about this hire? I thought it was good. Again, I looked right away. I go to like to the Wikipedia's, look at their coaching history. Then I pull up Robert Sala, see if there's a little overlay. <laughs> so Robert Sala, defensive quality coordinator or quality coach in Seattle from 2011 to 2013. Um, Keith Carter, Seattle Seahawks, offensive quality control coach, 2012 to 2013. So both guys in Seattle in 2012, 2013. So hopefully there's a little familiarity there. Both doing quality control, quality coach, whatever you want to call it there. <laughs> um, to your point, this guy was a running backs coach. Um, and an offensive line coach. I think that's great because one of the announcements too was he's an offensive line coach, but he's the running game coordinator, I believe, is another title he's going to hold here with the Jets. So it's kind of twofold. He's going to coach up this O-line, get this O-line right, but then also to get the running game going along with Nathaniel Hackett. I think that's a great like one-two combo here. Um, Like you said, you know, he was a top – Top 10 to 15 range PFF had his had the offensive line ranked for the Tennessee Titans when he was there from 2018 to 2022. Um, you put in here too. He was, you know, part of, I think it was the Atlanta running backs coach in 2017 when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, then Taylor Luan talked about it on his podcast. I think he got the news live on the podcast. And that was a little concerning. It was a little concerning because he talked about um he ran the guys hard. He didn't really give the veteran guys um, a special treatment to get healthy. And that concerns me because we have 
not necessarily veteran guys, but we have offensive line guys that get hurt. So we can't be running these guys hard. I think also, too, one thing we didn't talk about yesterday, if we have Aaron Rodgers, do you think Dwayne Brown's coming back? So I think Dwayne Brown comes back because I think he has he thinks he's got a shot at one of the Super Bowl. So I, I really do think that if he comes back, he's been banged up a lot. He played through an injury all year. We praised him all year for it. Obviously, um, AVT is banged up. Makai Becton's banged up. So we can't be running these guys to the ground. We need these guys to get the rest, to get the rehab. I don't know so, if you yeah. got a clip here from Taylor Lewan. Yeah, let's jump it up to, to get Taylor Lewan's actual words. This is from two weeks ago. Uh, if you don't know, he's been the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans for, oh, man, what is it, 10 years, 11 years, 10 years now? I think eight years now, nine years. I think he's a, a year or two less than Will. Oh, he was on a practice. He had one year. No, he's always starting. Okay, it was nine to a, nine to ten years. Oh, yeah. always starting. Draft first round draft pick. Awesome, awesome guy. Also, all pro guy. Left um, tackle. Left tackle. Big forever. time money. He's been banged up and been injured. But to your point, while he while this guy's been the the offensive line coach for four years in Tennessee, he's been Taylor Luan's coach for four years. So let's see what Taylor Luan has to say about it. Yeah, he found out live two weeks ago, and he got fired. So this is yeah. the news when he got fired, not when, not not from today. Yeah. Uh, Keith, he's been there. Keith's been there, yeah, for like five years. Last five years. Yeah, man. Keith and I have had a very up and down relationship, and I think it's ended at a much higher point. But damn, I think like when Keith first got there, he the way he came in and the way he was trying to act towards everybody, like very disrespectful, very. Like the authoritarian? Very authoritative, but like in a very like dictatorship type of way. Keith grew every single year. Um, and he, he did live on the old line with impossible standards. That was kind of like one of those things, you know how football is, you know how it gets kind of toxic sometimes. Like it's never good enough. You think you do well, but all of a sudden there's one or two plays you want back. And sometimes you just want to pat on the back and you never truly get that. I think Keith's a good, I think Keith is a good offensive line coach that was stricken by injuries. Me, Ben, Nate, Brewer was hurt this year. Nick missed a couple games. That's all five starting guys were hurt. So that's not necessarily Keith Carter's fault. I think he, he'll he be able to get a job uh, in the NFL again. But, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say like anything disrespectful. Right. Because no, I think I he's a good dude. And I think like he his, his nice friendship Friendship is a very loose term, but our business relationship got a whole lot better from the first time he was in to now. Um, I just wish he he focused a little bit more on taking care of the older players. I think Ben got a little more of that towards the end. And then I kind of did this year, but um, this those practices are hard and they wear on your body and they wear your tires out really fast. And you could see it towards the end of the season sometimes. But I think I think Keith's gonna get another job. I think he's did he does a great job. I don't know, Coach Midget. So there you have it, Greg. Don't Whatever. like that the first thing he said about the our new all line coach is that he showed up to the Tennessee Titans. He was disrespectful. Don't like that. Wait, don't like that he then used the word that later saying, I don't want to be disrespectful, and then said that, you know, our friendship, and he said that that was a loosely used term of friendship those three things were kind of alarming to me yeah okay that's fair all that's fair but he did grow he did grow on him that's a that's the good part 
but the first thought I had when I when I listened to that was, is this guy Coach Tibbs? I know this is the Knicks episode. Yeah, but I know. This, is, this literally feels like Coach Tibbs. Comes in there. He's like, this is what we're doing. Maybe Tibbs isn't disrespectful, but he's going to run you to the ground. Nothing's ever hard. good enough. The, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, there you hear. You're not going to get better insight than that. That's Taylor Lewan, you know, all pro left tackle for the Titans during the entire tenure. He was there. He was there before him. He was there after him. Interestingly enough, we'll really find out about how Taylor Lewan feels because he's going to get cut by the Titans. He's yeah. due, I think, four, 14 mil, but it's zero dead cap. Yeah. And as all of Jets Twitter, all of Jets Nation has become salary cap experts these days, uh, we all know that means he's gone. Taylor Lewan's been joking around on, on the bus and the boys, which is, of course, where we got that clip from. Shout out, Barstool. Yeah, go check that out. I mean, an incredible podcast. Bustle the boys is the best. Him, you know, year 10 <laughs> with, uh, with our boy Will. So, yeah. You're not going to get better insight than that. I wonder if he's going to join our team in New Taylor, York. Taylor Luan? That's what I'm saying. He's going to be – especially if, especially if – I mean, the next topic here, we can't hold it in any longer. I guess, like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Jets Green Bay shirt. Not, the, the second one I got, I guess I guess the, the cheese head's going to come back on. I think I'm going to protest here. The cheese head's going to have to come here on every episode. In one week. I think it might have to be every episode from now on, man. So I'm wondering if Lawan comes back to hang at left tackle, especially if the bad man, Aaron Rodgers, comes through. So, listen, everybody's talking about how Nate Hackett is only here for Aaron Rodgers, okay? We've talked that into the ground. We've talked that point to the ground. What we haven't talked about, Greg, is – Everybody is mentioning how many how about this, Greg? How many text messages? How many pictures? How many times have family members mentioned the same thing to you over the last three days regarding Aaron Rodgers? Are you hundred? Are you giving up two first round picks? How many times have you heard that? How yep. many times have you said that's the asking price? How I have seen that phrase. I'm not even joking. People have told me that maybe 65 times in the last everyone. That's all I see. And where does it come from? It comes from a Peter King. It's funny because it's a Peter King article that's behind uh, a price, uh, like a, a price wall, paywall. So I know that nobody read it. I know for a fact it was just off that one tweet and everyone just ran with it. And so it was funny that while we were recording yesterday, uh, he was on the Dan Patrick show. And they asked, uh, Dan Patrick asked Peter King about it. He's like, yo, you're the one who said first-round pick. So, do you, like, what's up with that? And yeah. I think we're going to be – I'm really – this is the point of this podcast, man. The point of this podcast is to ex- expose the nonsense, dude. Like, what, we listen for you. That's the whole point here. Like, we, we got Lawan, what he thinks of his old coach. We bring it here. We got Nate Hackett's stats. We got we got the bottom of all these rumors that people just keep perpetuating to your phone, to your Instagram, to your Twitter, to your messages, to your group chats. Everybody's telling me about two first-round picks come from Peter King. I can't wait to hear what Peter King has to say. Hey, well, well, you want to hear it, Greg? You want to hear it, Peter? I would love to hear what Peter King has to say because apparently, according to Twitter, he said two first-round picks. 
And Peter King's tied into the organization, so the organization's definitely telling him that's what they want. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday. That's got to be what happened. <laughs> it has to be. What else What else could have possibly happened here? I mean, Peter King, like you said, works for the league, works for the teams. He's definitely got some insight. All I said in that column, I mean, you know, it's amazing what's gone on in the Twitter sphere in the last 36 hours. I never said that the Packers <laughs> wanted two ones. Tough. I never said that the Jets definitely are going after them. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sitting in my uh, – I'm, I'm actually sitting on a plane flying from Philly to San Jose doing a bunch of things, and that's one of the things I'm doing. And I just tried to uh, sort of put my thinking cap on, and I said, after listening to Adam Schefter on Saturday, what really is the market for Aaron Rodgers and what would happen? Just a guess. That's all this is, a guess. This is nobody on the Packers telling me anything. And I didn't pass it off as that. But Thanks, my Peter. guess is that they probably want two ones. Would they get it? I don't know. Uh, would there be a team out there as desperate as, say, the Jets might be after listening to Woody Johnson after the season? I don't know. We'll see. But I do think the Jets make sense from the standpoint that Woody Johnson looks at his team and says, we have not had a franchise quarterback. Seriously in the last half century. We haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. And, you know, I'm tired of it. And I don't care what it costs. And, Dan, the best thing about getting Aaron Rodgers is that whatever team he has, you know, he's going to – Aaron Rodgers is going to cost $48.5 million on the cap combined 58. over the next two years. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not going to cripple your team. Dak Prescott's cap number next year – is higher than Aaron Rodgers' cap number for the next two years combined. And that wasn't a guess. That part wasn't a guess. But <laughs> so as you, as you heard it from the man himself, Greg, this guy guessed. He wrote one word about a guess that the Jets, based on the fact that Adam Schefter said he would get traded to the NFC. The AFC, out of the NFC, Yeah, not in the NFC. So he surmises to the AFC teams. The Jets are desperate because Woody Johnson said he'll pay for a franchise quarterback. The Jets want a veteran. And this was, in fact, before Nate Hackey got hired. This was yesterday. Same yep. time we were recording. So he didn't even hear about Aaron Rodgers. So this whole thing about two first-round picks is insane. I think we were more on the right track with a, a second-round pick this year and a conditional – or maybe a third-round pick this year and a conditional second next year that goes to a first. I honestly – I would give them a second this year or a third next year and call it a day. But if they want a second this year or a third next year that can that converts to a second or maybe a first if we make it to the Super Bowl or something insane like that, no problem. Just make it to the Super Bowl, you could have the next seven first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> so I, th that's where I'm at with this trade compensation stuff. I urge you just to R-E-L-A-X. Just relax. He's coming. Greg, at this point, I I can't read into every little thing. I'm excited for Pat McAfee's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. I feel uh, like yeah. that's the only day that the news is actually going to drop real news. So other than that, I'm going to stop. 
feeding into the hypotheticals. I'm going to stop. Anything from Schefter, okay. Anything from Rappaport, okay. Anything from one of the NFL guys, no problem. Beat reporters are, you know, shout out to Connor, shout out to Zach, but they're just guessing. Shout out to Rich Samini, but they're literally just guessing right now. Just I mean, like the, They have more insight into the teams. I want, I want to say that. They, stuff. Not with this stuff. Not with the trade stuff. Not with the front office stuff. Not with who they're hiring. They yeah, don't. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't. Zach, Zach was not telling us yesterday it's going to be a long process. We have 20 people this this morning. He gets on. He's like, oh, yeah. You know, they, you know, that's a good point. They're, 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 they're walking around the locker room. They're interviewing people. They're interviewing coaches. They're not walking around the front office. They're not interviewing Joe Douglas. So, yeah, so this time of the season, like just at this point right now, I feel like they're a little bit in the dark. Yeah. So the only people I'm really believing are the insiders. That's coming from the agents of the teams at sure. the moment. This Peter King trade conversation is fake. The first round pick stuff is fake. Stay Dude, away from I, fake voting. I have a tough time saying it's fake because he said it in the article. Like, that's what drives me crazy. Like, he walked what he said back so much in that video that we just played. It's absolutely insane the gymnastics he's doing. To be like, I never phrase? said that. I never said that. No, no, no. He said he said it, but he, he said I, I presented it that way, but I shouldn't have. Yeah, I, should, I shouldn't have presented it that way. Yeah, it's like, dude, you said it's gonna there, there's gonna be two first round picks. That's probably that's gonna be the asking price. Or that's what's gonna happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like he today it was all that. Oh, that's what I think. I don't talk to anyone. What do you mean you don't talk to anyone, Peter King? It's your whole job. You're an insider. You talk to everyone. That's the whole point of being an insider. I don't know. I'm just thinking, are the Jets desperate? I don't know. The ultimate walk back by him. I mean, that was absolutely insane. I mean, absolutely crazy. Okay, hold on. I got. I got. I got. I got to replay it for us right here. Last time, last okay. time. Because this 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 part right here. This is part that you're talking about right here. Because it is actually hilarious when you uh, when you break it down like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And what would happen? Just a guess. That's all <laughs> this is a guess. This is nobody on the Packers telling me anything. And I didn't pass it off as that. Okay. My Thanks, man. Yeah. Did you write in the article? I'm totally just guessing here. I think <laughs> no one's talked to me. No, you didn't write that. You didn't present it like that. So what are people supposed to think? I mean, it's just the ultimate gymnastics and walk back in a thir- like in a 36-hour period, like you said wild but to your point i think everyone's kind of guessing at this it's it is the probably i would guess besides where tom brady's gonna go the biggest off-season story and i can't believe the jets are front and center on this it's crazy it is and the last sound bite here because we are talking we're too positive right now we got to go with the naysayers oh i got some negatives on the on our last topic but yeah let's finish up this aaron Rodgers topic because I'm, I'm i'm fired up i want to do this all pro voting thing people thought that I forgot about it. I did not forget. It's getting my facts in order. I'm ready to go. All right. So Kyle Brandt went off negative about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Not great. Not great, Kyle. So let's uh let's check in with Kyle. Kyle let's check in with Kyle. I love that we're doing this. Let's check in with Kyle because he's, <laughs> he's, got some words. Up, he's usually such an upbeat guy. <laughs> usually. Yeah. I don't care. 
if they bring in A.J. Hawk to be the linebackers coach and they bring in Pat McAfee to run media relations <laughs> and they bring in uh, Bonnie Vare to, uh, to play the halftime show, all the stuff Rodgers likes, don't care. <laughs> I don't care if they get Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride, Rogers' favorite movie, to uh, be on the coaching staff. He ain't going. And we can play this clip back if he becomes a Jet. I just don't think it's going to happen. Oh, he it's, will. You know, it, it, everyone says this is amazing. That Do they want him just because Nathaniel Hackett's a successful offensive coordinator? Or is this bait? Is this a recruiting pitch for Jesus Shuttlesworth, Aaron Rodgers, to come to the Jets? Like, Maybe he wouldn't have wanted to if they traded for him and he would have fought it. And now he's like, wow, I won a couple of MVPs with Hackett. You can find videos of me out there in the last couple of years, especially in 2020, saying that he's like my favorite person in the building and he brings light and joy and there's no one I love more than him. And it's all true. But wasn't that also the reason that he got the Broncos job? Like, didn't the Broncos, come on, didn't they say, let's get Roger's favorite guy and then that? Uh, I don't know. And then they got Russell Wilson, and that was a disaster. So are the Jets now doing that? Shout out to Cod Brands. Basement. Yeah, Omaha Productions also is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I kind of agree with him in a sense. Like, right? Like, he's like, I don't want to go to a rebuilding team. I want to go to a contending team. For all intents and purposes, if Russell Wilson was five years younger, like he was – Five years ago, they should the Broncos should have been contending. They were a top ten defense. They have weapons. They have a decent O line. They have Nathaniel Hackett. But the thing is, John, we talk about it all the time, and I don't think people get it enough. There is a big difference between a head coach and an OC. For sure, it's just yeah. two different things. Like, and we're stuck with them. So. You better bring us Aaron Rodgers. We'll discuss if he's going to be good standalone by himself if Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback. But for now, we're operating as if he's coming. And <laughs> I am ready for the letdown of the century. I yeah. am ready. And it's going to happen, and that's fine. But until ready then, the number 12. With my cheese head and my gridiron thing, and I expect the Curb Your Enthusiasm music on with this slide. With Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in Jets stuff. Or a thumbnail from yesterday for pictures of Aaron Rodgers in Jets <laughs> jerseys. Facts. Check us out on YouTube so you know what we're talking about. And Greg, I don't know what's going on here with the all pro voting, but uh go ahead. Do do your thing here. You got I know you got some gripes about our boy CJ Mosley, second team all pro. You're not happy about it. Uh, yeah. So okay, so we talked about it a week or two ago now. I can't remember. And it was kind of on the fly, off the cuff. And now that we're doing this new kind of setup thing, I can have tabs open and research stuff a little bit more. So we kind of tabled it then, and we kind of said, let's bring it up next week. So um, I looked into it because we were talking about there's a difference between the, the All-Pro, which is the AP All-Pro. 50 media members get invited by the AP to vote on the All-Pro every year. We'll That's What's up? Associated, Associated Press. Press. Yep. That's the true all pro. This year, the NFLPA, the Players Association for the NFL, decided to put in also the players. Well, they also vote. They have their own vote. Yeah, and it's it's recent though. Like the AP is the longest running periodical, whatever you want. That's the real one. A bunch of other organizations and stuff do it. Like I think some people were freaking out this week about BFFs. Wilson and Sauce Gardner being the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. But that's from some 
organization out there that's not the AP's Office of Rookie and Defense Rookie of the Year. So the AP, the Associated Press, is the one everyone goes by. Um, other organizations do it, including the NFLPA. And you were saying like, oh, well, if we don't count the players one, then like Sauce and Q Will aren't on it. So I dove into it. I looked into it. I'm actually going to bring it up here. And AP, um, AP, the all, all pro, Q Will is all pro, and uh, and Sauce and Hardy. Yeah, so all, all on, the, on the ones from the Associated Press, so yeah. not the player ones. Yeah, the real the ones. real ones, which is great. Which and is the second, great. Te- yeah, and the second team all pro, real one, AP, CJ Mosley, right? And the second one, CJ Mosley. So here we have the. So I was saying, like, what Fred Warner's not on it? Like, what's going on, with Fred Warner? So again, we looked into it below on this graphic here. Fred Warner, forty-two votes. He's obviously number one. Rokon Smith, twenty-seven votes. He's number two. So the thing that's also kind of tricky here with the, the the linebacker position specifically is they just pick three linebackers. They don't care about middle, left, and right. They don't care whatever it is. So it's just the three best like linebackers: the NBA, forwards and guards. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So the the so gripe was CJ Mosley. Why are you hitting on CJ Mosley? Because, dude, look at these stats. So I put up here on the slide here. There, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Mike Francesa this. There's one, two, three, four, five, six different players here. One of them is CJ Mosley. <laughs> All five other players. Got less than <laughs> four votes for all pro. CJ Mosley received nine. He he paced out, finished out just ahead of Demario Davis, who had eight. Shout out Double D. Double D. He was the last man in, I think. Bobby Wagner, CJ Mosley, Demario Davis are the last three, the second team for linebackers. Um, dude, What's your issue? Who on here is CJ Mosley? Who on here had the best season? Combined tackles range from 127 to 184. Tackles for loss range from 3 to 12. QB hits range from 0 to 9. One guy has two interceptions. A couple guys have some fumble force. A couple guys have a couple fumble recoveries. One guy has a fumble TD. So who on here, John, is clearly an all-pro Linebacker, I want you to pick out. Give me one, two, three, four, five, six. Who are you picking here as the the sixth best linebacker in the league? And then I'll tell you exactly who you picked and where he plays and how many votes he got. Because I guarantee you, you're not picking CJ Mosley as an all pro right now. I'm putting you on the spot. I have a feeling I know which one is CJ Mosley. I know you do because you've been looking at I know you I know you know the numbers so well, you know who CJ is. But be honest, be honest with the people out there. Again, if you're a fan, go check out on YouTube. We're at the 40 minute like John Dirkowski now from New York. New York right now get put on the spot with the trivia at the end. All right. Who are you picking here? Number one. And everybody played the same games, I'm just assuming. No. I'm taking I'm taking the guy with two sacks, two picks, and a force fumble with 180 combined tackles, 108 solo, and 72. Uh, Incredible season, right? Two Fred sacks. Warner. 180 tackles, six QB hits, two could be Roquan. That's nasty. No, it's Come not. On. No, Roquan, Roquan's in. Roquan's good to go. Hmm. 
I'll tell you exactly who it is. I'm gonna look it up right now because I I know what team he's on. I want to get his first name right. That's Nick Bolton, linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, going to play in the AFC Conference Championship nice. this week. Shout out Nick Bolton, stud season. Um, nice dude. Yeah, second That's round. All over the board. He's getting he's getting the sacks. He's getting the tackles. Six QB hits. Two picks. And 180 a tackles. Nice. Yeah, that's fire. That one's fire. He's fire. pressuring he's the QB. He's getting fumbles. Like you said. He got no votes. What's up? He got no. Oh, he got he got three votes. He got three votes. Okay, I lo- he's good. I he like got that. three votes. CJ Mosley is who's the worst guy on here? Who's the worst guy on this list? The worst guy on this list has to be. Has to, it's tough because if you go with the lowest number of tackles, if you're a tackle to, snob like I hate, no, it has to be the has to be the top guy. Two sacks, ninety nine solo, sixty assisted, hundred fifty nine combined, seven pass deflections, which is nice though. Seven pass deflections is nice, and one fumble recovery. Okay, okay, and so ten yeah. tackle for loss is nice though, man. I don't know. Ten tackle for loss is nice. Ten tackles for loss is pretty good. You're stopping the run. That's CJ Mosley's whole thing, right? He can't cover anyone, so he stops the run. So he has a ton of tackles for loss for sure, right? How about how about, how about the third line? One sack, same amount of solo tackles. One Five, last, one half last. the amount of tackles for loss. It, it, three QB hits. Five tackle for loss, like you said. One pick, though. And the same fumble recovery. Who cares? It's, it's fine. So that's like the it. worst guy? It's I'll between take, the two. It's between those two, and one of those two is CJ Mosley. I know. <laughs> yeah. And the, it's I know the third guy. I know it is. I know the third guy, CJ Mosley, dude. It's I know crazy. it's the top one. I know it's the top one. I know the top one, CJ, because... because I, no, it's not. So no, it's no, the, he has that crazy pick that I said I recovered that I watched a hundred times. I forgot. He has that crazy pick. What game was yeah. that? What, what game was that? I don't oh, remember. Man, he was in the end zone. Okay. I don't remember. All right. Yeah. This. Okay. So. So. CJ was 150 years. Okay. So CJ. CJ might be the second worst on this list behind. Yeah. Who's, who's the top? Uh, TJ Edwards from Philly. Again, Philly had a, a stellar defense this year. He received uh, three I picked the votes. Top two, I picked the top two players that were around, and they they had the numbers. Yeah. Maybe they just yeah. don't mean enough to the team. You know what I'm trying to say? Like. If you cut off the head, if you cut off CJ Mosley, we're we're, we're the who worst. Lost us two games on his own. The guy who lost us two games single handedly on his own this season. One. The other one was Quincy Williams. Quincy okay. Williams has lost us so many games. It's insane. Okay. It's, it was Quincy Williams. Like so, the one. So thing one I'm, game. He lost us one game. Okay. The one thing I'm trying to be, yeah, when he jumped the line. Oh, the one thing I'm trying to be better about was like Greg Olson, the the, the former Bears tight end, now the. Broadcaster. Broadcaster was talking on the Pat McAfee show, talking about how like you have to hold players accountable for like the right plays. Like don't just say, oh, because he was supposed to like it was the Quincy Williams assignment. You know what I mean? So it was it was his fault. Jumping off sides was insane. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. But that's it, man, for today. We signed Nate Hackett. We were we're on the road to Aaron Rodgers. We got Keith Carter, the t- the Titans running back. Uh, offensive line coach. I'm dreaming of Jamal Williams, the running back who led the league in touchdowns. Uh, Broke Barry Sanders' record. 
And he's ahead of Derrick Henry. Everyone's like, oh, but he had Derrick Henry. But yeah, we got the guy who has more touchdowns last year. And he played with Green Bay, with Hackett, and Aaron Rodgers. And they like each other. Rodgers and Williams like each other. And all we have to do is give him like $15 million over three years with like eight guaranteed. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. That's, he needs to get Corey Davis's contract. But at some point, I got to stop handing out Corey Davis's contract. At some point, someone has to take that money. I've been handing out like, yeah, let's just see Corey Davis's contract. Let's just Corey Davis's contract. At some point, someone has to take All it. of a sudden, you hand out too many Corey Davis contracts, and they start coming back. It's like, wait, I don't have this many Corey Davis contracts to hand out. <laughs> Yeah, but that's about it for today's episode. Yeah. Emergency Jets episode. I took 45 minutes here because yesterday's was somehow outdated. Uh, we did talk about the other... If you, if you don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers talk, definitely talked about the other quarterbacks there. Had a little segment on uh, our young guys, a little on Q Will. Then we had the updated post Nate Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, ready to be let down. But you know what it is. Subscribe, like on our YouTube. Nick's coming, Jets coming, ATC, period. We're gonna we're working on these graphics. We're gonna change it up here again uh, the next time you'll see it. But but I tell us what you think about these clips. If you like them, uh, if you're listening on the audio only, if you like them, what you think about it, uh, if we could do it better. We're working on our some stuff here. Uh, but yeah, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, hit us with that like, that five star review. Hit us with that comment. Helps us a lot. And yeah, that's it, man. And it, 15 years later, after Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers coming to town. 15 years later, I'll see you soon, Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Greg? Oh, yeah, winning picks weekly. Uh, yeah, conference championship episode should be out. Yeah, on our YouTube and uh, at Winning P Weekly. That's Greg on our Twitter. Hit us up there. And that's it. We out. Let's go Jets. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week unless there's another emergency we got to cover. Oh, yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers could... uh... That'd be something. Would be something. I would feel way better by having a cheese head, but thank God we won that game. (laughs)